Hello and welcome to another episode of Digs in Distance with your host Elijah Lippert, aka Franchise. We recap last week's games and I have Colton Voss on to pick this week's games. We also talk about the Vikings-Dolphins game, a little bit about the Packers-Jets game, um, and preview some of the games this week. Thank you as always for tuning in and hope you enjoyed the show. All right, back with you, Colton. So, like always, we'll recap last week. Uh, maybe talk some of the Vikings game, even though we didn't pick that game. Um, and uh, pick this week's games, of course. So, anyway, we had, for this last week, we had San Francisco at Atlanta. San Francisco was favored by four. Atlanta won 28-14. to and we all had San Francisco to cover, so nobody got that one. Then we had Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Indianapolis was favored by one and a half. The Colts won 34 to 27. Noah and myself took the Colts to cover. Colton, Ethan, and Scott took Jacksonville for double, so those three got that one wrong. Then we had New England at Cleveland. Cleveland was favored by three. New England won 38-15. Noah, Colton, and myself took Cleveland to cover. Ethan went with New England for double, and he got two points. And Scott took New England to cover. Then we had Cincinnati at New Orleans. Cincinnati was favored by three and a half. Cincinnati won 30-26. And all of us had Cincinnati to cover, so we all got that one. Then we had the Jets at Green Bay. Green Bay was favored by seven and a half. The Jets won 27 to 10. Noah got that one right, and I got that one right, and Ethan got that one right as we all took the Jets to cover. Colton and Scott took Green Bay to cover. And we had Minnesota at Illinois in college football. Illinois was, or the Gophers, sorry, were favored by six and a half, and we all took Illinois to cover. And Illinois won 24-16. So Noah got four points. He's at 18 now. Colton got two. He's at 15. I got four. I'm at 17. Ethan got five points. He's now tied with Noah for the lead at 18. And Scott got three points and is at 14. So that leads us into this week. Um, And actually... You want to talk either about your Packers or the Vikings game, even though we didn't pick it last week and uh, before we do this week's picks, Colton? We did pick those games, remember? We didn't do Minnesota-Miami. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't do the Minnesota one. We can talk about my Packers if you want. I'll let you go first. Well, I didn't see the game, um, so I – can't say a lot other than that, you know, I know uh, it must have not gone very well considering the outcome. And I had a feeling kind of like the Giants game the week before. Um, the Jets the Jets are a greatly improved team as well, and I think you can agree on that. Um, so I thought it would – I thought at the very least the Jets would keep it close if not win the game. I didn't uh, necessarily expect them to win by 17, even if they won. But anyway, they uh, they had a good game plan, obviously. Um, 
Zach Wilson, I mean, he was he only threw for 110 yards, 10 of 18. But uh, Brees Hall, their rookie, or no, I don't think he's a rookie, sorry. Um, let's see. No, he joined in 2019. I was thinking of a different Iowa State running back. Um, but anyway, Brees Hall had 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Barrios had a touchdown. Um, also rushing. That was two of their touchdowns. And then uh, a field goal kicker, Zerline, had a couple field goals. Um, how else did they score? Did they get a turnover for a touchdown or something? I can't remember. I think so. I I can't remember. Like I said, I didn't I didn't see the game either because it wasn't on it wasn't on our TV station. I, I, was, I was watching the Vikings game because that's what was on. Yeah, and Rogers. I mean, he was twenty six of forty one for two forty six and a touchdown. Um, they kind of slowed down the run game, though. Dylan had 10 carries, 41 yards. Jones had 9 carries, 19 yards. Uh, Tanyan had a good game, 10 catches, 90 yards. Lazard had 4 catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. But um, just if you break down the overall stats, both teams had exactly 278 yards of total offense. The Jets had 99 passing yards and 179 rushing yards to get to the 278. The Packers had 218 passing yards, 60 rushing yards. Um, the Jets averaged 5.2 yards a play. The Packers averaged four. Green Bay had 15 first downs. The Jets is, the Jets is 14. Um, the Packers gave up four sacks. Both teams punted six times. Both teams had seven penalties. But the Packers lost one fumble, and I think I'm pretty sure that one was brought back for a touchdown. So, um, anyway, uh, like you said, we didn't, neither of us saw the game, but uh, obviously the Jets had a good game plan and uh, were able to win at, at Lambeau Field um, to move Green Bay to three and three. So, I, I will say I am not as concerned as everybody else because Green Bay has only lost three games under Matt LaFleur. If they lose, if they lose today, which would be their fourth game, I'm not sounding the alarm the alarm bells, and I would be slightly concerned. But no. I I don't see them losing more than three games this year. I don't. Oh, I... They already have three losses. I don't see yeah. them win. I don't see them winning the rest of their games. Sorry, I just don't see that happening. So I think they'll definitely lose more than three games. But that's just me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not possible. Anything's possible. I just don't see that at this point in time. The Packers going on a run like that with how they've played in a couple of games. But um, it can happen. Look at look at Rogers. Oh, I know it can happen. I just said that. I just am saying overall I don't see it happening. I mean, they've scored – so they've scored 107 points on the year but given up 123. So they have a minus point differential, which is never good. The Vikings, just for comparison's sake, and there's a reason we lead the division, even though it hasn't always been pretty, and I admit that, but we still have 139 points 
to the Green Bay's 107, and we have only given up 118 points compared to Green Bay's 123. So we're in the positive point differential. Um, but anyway, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens the rest of the year for sure. Um, I think it's Minnesota's to lose at this point, though. I'm not, and they could lose it. Obviously, anything can happen. But when you have a two-game lead, and in a way, it's almost like a three-game lead because currently we have the tiebreaker. Um, I mean, Minnesota's in the driver's seat. And again, not saying they can lose that control, but I mean, at this point, anybody would be foolish to not say that Minnesota right now, you know, is in the driver's seat, and that could change. But that's how it is right now, plain and simple. Uh, as I, I think I told, I think I told you in the group. Uh, text or or someone or either Facebook or something. Um, it could come down to the last game of the season, and Minnesota could lose it like they always do because Minnesota. It could I I mean I'm not. It could happen. I don't know at this point that it'll be quite that close. It could happen though, and we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge if it comes. All I know is right now we're in a good position. So. Uh, speaking of the Vikings, before we get on to this week's picks, uh, you know, it's a little sloppy um, at times against the Dolphins, which we've seen some this year. It was scoreless after one quarter. Both defenses were playing good. Um, then we were up 10-3 to three at halftime. Um, and then no score again in the third quarter by either team. And then we outscored them 14 to 13 in the fourth to get the 24 to 16 total. Uh, it was a good game overall. Both uh, teams uh, showed some good things at times. Kirk was 20 of 30 for 175, but two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Delvin Cook had a decent day, 13 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson got going a bit again with six catches for 107. Uh, Adam Thielen had four catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Irv Smith had four catches for seven yards and a touchdown. Um, but Hicks got a sack. Daniel Hunter got a sack. Zadarius Smith got two more sacks. Uh, he's been awesome for the Vikings this year. And then Patrick Jones, the second, also got two sacks. Um, so they had a good defensive day overall. Uh, Harrison Smith also had a interception and as well as uh, Patrick Peterson. Um, so they picked off our former quarterback, Teddy, a couple times. Um, so, and our punter had a great day. He was the, um, he was the NFC special teams player of the week. He had a total of 10 punts at, for 441 yards, average 44.1 yards a punt, but he had six of them inside the 20 yard line. Um, so well-deserved honor there. Um, even though it was a good game and the Vikings did enough to win, the stats uh, are tilted towards Miami in this game. But the big thing was the turnovers at key times uh, that really, and sacks at key times. That's what really helped the Vikings. Because uh, they got outgained 458 yards to 234. Um they had 156 passing yards to 385 by Miami, uh, 78 rushing yards by Minnesota, 73 for Miami. We had 11 first downs. They had 23. Neither team was very good on third down. We were 2 of 12. They were 4 of 14. 
Um, they did allow six sacks. We only allowed three. And uh, we punted ten times. They punted six. But we only had two penalties. They had ten. Um, and they turned the ball over three times, and we didn't turn the ball over at all. So that was a big reason we won. Um, even though we gave up a lot of yards, the defense made some key stops. Um, even when Miami was driving. So um, that made a big difference, and uh, now we get the bye week. Uh, then we play Arizona at home out of the bye week. Um, Arizona, as we know, has been struggling this year, so uh, I think it could be a good game, but uh, I like our chances out of the bye week against Arizona, but uh, we'll maybe talk about that next week. So uh, if you... Wasn't there... Um, I believe it was either one or two calls that didn't look legit in that game. It was either that one or Monday night's game, one of the two. I believe um, the- I have to go back and watch. Obviously, I'm a Vikings fan, but for the most part, I thought the refs got them right. Um, and even the announcers, from my memory, seem to agree. Like, most of the calls... But, yeah, you look at the total penalties and say, well... You know, anybody could just look at that and say, okay, were the refs fair? But you actually have to watch the game to know. Because some team, sometimes the team just plays really um, undisciplined in a game, you know. And that's not on the refs, that's on the team. And the Vikings played very disciplined. Miami did not. Um, I will so, I will say this. I'm roughly. not saying it's not possible one or two were yep. back balls. I'd have to go watch. But either way, right. that was, definitely wasn't the difference in the game. The refs, right. I thought, were pretty good that game. So I will say the roughing, this roughing the passer call is getting really overrated. Overrated I, in what way? You mean they call it too much? They call it too much, and half of them are not even good calls. Like, yeah. none, none of them have been good calls. None I won't say none, but the ones that have been getting the attention the last few weeks because they've been terrible calls, obviously they haven't yeah. been. But yeah, both, both, and both have, the ones. they still have been legit roughing the passer calls <laughs> in the league. But I yeah, hate I know. what's bringing it to the forefront and to everybody's mind is how terrible some of these have been. So. And, yeah, I will agree with you on that, that there is roughing the passer. On, there, There is roughing the passer in the NFL, but the ones that have been getting called are not even close to being roughing the passer. Not the ones lately, no. They have yeah. terrible calls. Yeah, but those have been really terrible. You look at them and you're like, what are you what are you seeing that's roughing the passer? Yeah. All it is is nothing. It's he's making a tackle. That's all it is. Right. Even the one in Tom Brady's game, that was not roughing the passer. No. And I said that when it happened. That I that was a bad call. Yeah. Because that was a bonus coverage after the Vikings game. They took us to the end of that game. And you might remember as soon as that happened, I'm like, that was a terrible call. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
Yeah, I forget. Uh, I think you have. I think you use a different coverage or channel than thing than I do. But I think our channels are pretty much the same. Who are the games actually on TV today for us? You know. Um, let me look as I'm watching the recording. Um, and yes, I do use something different than you. I use a Direct TV Stream. Oh yeah, but I think the channels are pretty yep. much the same for yep. both of them. Yep, they are. They are very much the same. Just give me a second here. Yep. So on Fox, we got Packers at Washington. Kansas City at San Francisco is the game right after the Packers game. Anybody on ABC at uh, or CBS, I mean. Yeah, I figured I would do Fox first. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Lions at Cowboys. Oh, yeah, makes sense. And that's the only game. There's only three games to the... Oh, I'll tell tonight. Yeah, and then you have the NBC game, of course, Sunday night. All right, so let's kick it off here. Um, We got the New York Jets at Denver Broncos. Um, The Jets are favored by one and a half, and uh, Noah took the Jets to cover, and we'll um, go with you next, Colton. Also, Noah's the only one who's texted his in yet. Um, I know the other guys will at some point, but – so Noah, Colton, and mine are the only ones you'll hear right now, um, but everybody else will text theirs, and we'll recap what everybody picked next week. So go ahead, Colton. Who are the Jets playing again? At the Broncos. In one and a half, correct? The Jets are favored by one and a half, yes. Well, the Broncos are without uh, Russell Wilson today. Um, the Broncos' defense is very good. The offense is okay. Not nothing to brag about. You can brag more about the defense than you can about the offense. The Jets have been playing really well this year. They've upgraded a lot this year compared to last year, record-wise. Um, give me the Jets to cover on this one. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I think I would have taken the Jets anyway, and obviously yeah. I didn't pay close enough attention, but I didn't even realize until you mentioned that, that Russell Wilson is out. Um, I think I would have taken the Jets anyway because they are an improved team. I know what they did against Green Bay last week. Um, so, yeah, I especially with it only being one and a half points, uh, it's hard not to take the Jets in this one, so... I'm also going to go with the Jets to cover the 1.5. All right, then we got the Giants at the Jaguars. Now, this spread has definitely surprised me because the Giants have been playing good this year. But the Jaguars are actually favored by three points. What? Yes. I I mean, the Jaguars are playing really good this year, too, at times. I'm not saying that at times they are, but they aren't as consistent as the Giants, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I was 
surprised when I saw that spread. The Jaguars are two and four. The Giants are five and one. What? Why? I I don't understand that. I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> they say. I will say. They say in the article the uh, Jaguars are a deceiving team. Um, like you know, they can be deceptively, you know, deceptive, and like you can't just look at their record. They're better than their record shows. But every team, that's every team in the NFL, and I think you and I have talked about this before. What was it? A couple of years ago, or that where we mentioned it with certain teams that you don't look at their record. They they're really good, but the record just doesn't reflect that. I don't. The, right, but I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know if this is part of it or not, but it looks like the Giants have never won in Jacksonville. Uh, granted, you know you have different coaches over time. You have different players, so you can't always just look at that either. But it is interesting to know that. Um. So anyway, let's see what Noah did in that one. Noah took the Giants to cover. Um, I'll go next on this one since there's. Just me and you will rotate every other one as far as who goes first between us two. Um, yeah, the Jaguars can be deceptive, but I, with all the Giants are playing and being five and one, I, yeah, I just don't see the Jaguars being three point favorites. And um, though the safer bet would be just to take the Giants to cover. With how the Giants are playing, I'm going to take my chances and go with them in the upset for double the points is what I'm doing. So, you're up, Colson. I am actually going to do the same. I'm going to take them for double because I like what the Giants are doing, and the Giants are damn good. I, I honestly would pick them to make it to the playoffs. I think they will make it, but I don't think they're going to make it far. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're a good team. Are they yeah. playing well? Anything could happen in the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, I agree. I at this point, anyway, I'd be surprised if they aren't in the playoffs. It's just a matter of what seed and who they play. But yep. Um, all right. Next up, we got Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by six and a half. Noah took Cleveland to cover. And you're up, Colton. You said six and a half for Baltimore? Yeah. What's Baltimore's record? Uh, give me one second here. I think Cleveland's record is better than theirs, if I'm correct, right? No, Ravens are three and three. Cleveland is two and four. Uh, Baltimore's been playing somewhat okay. Um... I'm going to take Baltimore to cover. Okay. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, just like we're looking at the recent games, uh, Baltimore lost <clears throat> to a good Giants team, 24 to 20. They beat the Bengals 19 to 17 the week before. They lost to the Bills 23 to 20. Beat the. I will say. Beat the Patriots 37 26. 
and back at the beginning of the year, they lost to the Dolphins 42-38 and beat the Jets 24-9. I, I will say, though, Baltimore, when they played the Giants, they had the lead, and they gave up the lead. They, yeah. literally, they literally lost. So that's what, that's what scares me, but I don't think that's going to happen today. Yeah, and the thing that makes me a little nervous about the Browns is they're going to be desperate because they've now lost. They've lost uh, three in a row to Atlanta, the Chargers, and the Patriots. So you know they're going to be desperate. They lost to New England 38-15 at home. They lost to the Chargers 30-28 at home. And they lost in Atlanta 23-20. to So they're coming off three straight losses. So you know they're going to be desperate, and sometimes desperate teams do good things. But sometimes they make stupid mistakes when they're desperate as well. Um, So it's hard to know what way to lean here. Um, But I still think Baltimore is a super talented roster. Not saying Cleveland doesn't. Uh, I think both teams have struggled more than I expected this year at times. Um, but I still think Baltimore's got the talent. So I'm I'm just going to say Baltimore will cover the six and a half. I honestly think Cleveland needs to start winning more games so they can be in the playoff hunt the time Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah. Because I... I honestly think if they're not close to the playoffs, that Deshaun Watson probably is not starting this year. They're going to wait till next year to start him. I could be wrong. I I could honestly be wrong, but what are you playing for if you're not playing for the playoffs with Deshaun Watson? Well, I hear what you're saying, and you don't want to risk him being injured after yeah. after a huge trade. With that said, it's nice to build up some rapport with some of the guys that will be there next year. Um, And he hasn't played in so long that it might be good for him to get some reps too. Um, But I also get the argument of not playing him. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, He comes back in week 11, doesn't he? I believe it's week 11, yeah. It's either – I believe that that's right. It's either week 11 or week 12. But right. either way, I honestly think Cleveland needs to start winning more games just so they can be in the playoff hunt or close to the playoffs. But like you said, I I can see the strong Watson playing a few snaps, but not a whole lot of snaps. Oh, this actually, we're wrong. He's suspended for the first 11 games. Um, and because of when their buy is, he can't play until week 13. Seriously? Yeah, because oh. it's 11 games, but they'll have had their buy besides, so he can't actually play till week 13. Oh. Well, either way, like I said, I I could see him playing a few snaps, but not not a whole lot this year. And do I think Cleveland will be very good with Deshaun Watson? Yes, because they have the talent there. All right. And I'm going to just catch uh, you up on – or the listeners slash you up on Scott's picks because he just texted his too. So, Scott <laughs> taking his Broncos for double. Okay. Over to the Jets. 
We'll see how that works out for him. Yeah. Uh, then he's taking the Giants for double, like we did. He's taking the Browns for double. Wow, he uh, he's on the upset this week. Yes, he is. Trying to get some points, I guess. Um, the Chargers, he's taking... Oh, oh whoops. Uh, hold on. I forgot. So the spread actually changed slightly since... Uh, I sent out the text this uh, yesterday. Um, but because of that, we're going to go with the spreads I actually sent out. So Seattle Chargers, which is the one we're doing next, um, that's actually four and a half points, not five. I was going to say five, but I realized when I sent it out, it was four and a half. Um, the rest of them, I believe, are the same. So um, from what I can tell. So anyway, then he's going with Seattle at the Chargers. He's going with Chargers to cover the four and a half points. Uh, they're favored by four and a half, by the way, to clarify. Noah's also um, taking the Chargers to cover. And it's my turn. Yeah, the, I mean, the Seahawks have looked decent at times this year, but... Um, the Chargers have struggled at times, but the Chargers are too good of a team, in my opinion, not to take them at home uh, with Herbert at quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Chargers to cover as well. And you're up, Colton. I'm going to take the Chargers to double or, or to cover as well. My bad. You're good. Um, uh, Ethan's brother is a Seahawks fan. The Seahawks are playing very well. I don't think they're going to do much this year because they don't have Russell Wilson. And don't get me wrong, Russell Wilson's not playing very well this year. But I don't see the Seahawks doing much this year. Yeah, I mean, they're three and three. Like I said, they've looked decent at times, but they, you know, they're still third in their division currently. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, everybody has three wins in that division. So, though with tiebreakers, whatever, however it's broken down, they're technically in third place. Every team in that division currently has three wins. The 49ers are three and three. The Rams are three and three. The Seahawks are three and three. And the Cardinals are three and four. And I think, honestly, if I had to pick a good team in that division right now, you know who I would pick, Elijah? San Francisco. Yep, because yeah. they they traded for CMC, and so, and, 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 and I, I think could, that'll help a lot. But they've also only given up eighty nine points all year, and the defense, per usual, is also very good. Yeah, I I could see them making it far in the playoffs this year. I could see them beating the Rams this year if the Rams make the playoffs. They've given up the second fewest points in the NFL. So their defense is good. And, yeah, adding McCaffrey, I think, will help them that much more as long as he can stay healthy. That's always, say that. that's always the key with him. But having him and Ayuk and Debo and uh, – they got, they got a damn good running back – or running back room right now with oh, yeah. McCaffrey. Yep, Absolutely. 
So yeah, I mean, they they have the potential to be very dangerous here. So no doubt about it. Team would go out and get a wide receiver. What's that? I said I just wish my team would go out and get a wide receiver. Yeah. So uh, anyway, last game then we got uh, Detroit at Dallas. Dallas is favored by six and a half. Noah took Detroit to cover. Scott took Dallas to cover, and it's your turn, Colton. What was the point spread again? Dallas by six and a half. Um, uh, shoot. Is Dak playing in this game? Uh, I don't think so. But to, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Cooper Rush has played pretty well, so. Uh, I will agree with you on that one. Um, I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm oh, wait. Gonna... Hold on. I'm looking it up again with kids and stuff. I Minus when we do the pod, I don't always do as much uh, investigation as I used to. Uh, let's see. Yep, Dak's back. So Dak yeah. is on the field. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Dallas in, in this one. So do I regret taking Dallas? No, because I honestly think the Lions are a good team somewhat this year, but I just think Dallas is a bit better than them. Yeah, I mean, the Lions have been putting up points. Um, yep. they, they've scored 45 against Seattle, but lost 48-45. Uh, minus the game they got shut out where they lost to New England 29-zip. Uh, they lost to the Vikings 28-24. They beat the Commanders 36-27. They beat or lost to the Eagles 38-35. I mean, they've put up some points, but that defense hasn't been stopping people. Um so the I mean the Lions' best chance to win would be to be in a shootout and hope your defense can get a stop because that's the only way they even have a chance in my opinion is to put a home like they have all year. Uh, but even then they've lost some high scoring games and uh, even though I honestly don't know, this is going to sound silly to some to say. Um, because Prescott's a, you know, franchise-type quarterback, but at the same time, he's struggled enough at times that I almost thought for this particular team, Cooper Rush was just as good. Um, and I, I know some people agree with me, some might not, and that's fine. Uh, and I'm not saying I don't think uh, that Dak could come back and play strong. I'm just saying for this particular team, Cooper Rush, I thought did a very good job. Um, and I think they are, they were in just as good of hands with Cooper as Dak. Um, but anyway, we'll see. Maybe Dak will prove me wrong and maybe he'll take it to the next level. Either way, Cooper Rush did an admirable job. Uh, and, you know, Dallas is in a good position, obviously, um, with Dak coming back, being forward too. Um, with all that said, part of me is tempted to take Detroit to cover like Noah did, uh, just because they've put up points this year and it could be a shootout. Um, even though I think Dallas is the better team, but yeah, I'm act, I am going to do it. I'm going to take Dallas, uh, or Detroit, sorry, to cover and keep it a close game at the very least. So, 
You say next level, so does what next level for Dallas mean Detroit? Come on, Eliza, you can't be getting Dallas Dallas fans hopes up with a Super Bowl. No, I'm saying next level like would mean for me what I mean by that is, you know, just the offense starting to put up like crazy good numbers or Dak starting to throw for you know, crazy amounts of yards, et cetera. Um that's more what I mean, because Cooper Rush, um, let's see. Let's just look up his stats this year. Um, so he threw for 1,020 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, but he kept them in every game, you know, like he normally does. He... Uh, you know, he did a good job keeping you in a game and giving you a chance to win. That's about all you can ask for. So, um, but yeah, they did. A, he did a good job. I thought, and um, he only completed. Uh, let's see, sixty percent of his passes, I think it was, but or fifty-seven point seven. But like I said, he. Uh, kept them in a lot of games, and they're four and two for a reason. So he uh, he did a good job filling in, I thought, for sure. So do you have any more thoughts on that? No, I don't. So, I mean, if you look back at some of the games, they uh, lost to the Eagles 26-17, beat the Rams 22-10, to beat Washington 25-10, to beat the Giants 23-16, to beat the Bengals 20-17, to and lost to Tampa Bay 19-3. to So, I mean, they've, uh, yeah, they've uh, done some good things for sure. Um the Eagles are playing very well this year. So Cooper rushed the one game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati was 19 of 31 for 235 and a touchdown. Against the Giants, he was 21 of 31 for 215 and a touchdown. Against Washington, he was 15 of 27 for 223 and two touchdowns. Against the Rams, he was 10 of 16, no touchdowns. Uh, but also no picks. Against the Eagles, he was 18 of 38 for 181, one touchdown and three picks. That was definitely his worst game, but we also know how good Philly is. So Philly's being good this year. That division is somewhat okay this year. So he had all three of his interceptions in one game against Philly. So, I mean, like I said, I think he's done a very good job with Dak. He's done very well this year. And like I said, Philadelphia is very good this year. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Just for fun, because I always enjoy doing this. I know we're we're early in the season still. But just for fun here. Um, I think you probably know what's coming. So as of right now, in the AFC... You'd have Buffalo as the number one seed, Kansas City as the two seed, Titans as the three seed, Ravens as the four seed, Chargers as the five seed, Jets as the six seed, and the Colts as the seven seed. That's how it would be currently. In the 
NFC, you'd have Philly as the one seed, Minnesota as the two seed, Tampa Bay as the three seed, San Francisco as the four seed, the Giants as the five seed um, because of the division there. And, of course, if you get a wild card, you don't have as high of a seed as a division winner, even if you have a better record, although they have the same record as the Vikings. But the Cowboys as the sixth seed and the Rams as the seventh seed. That's how it is currently. Um, But the Packers, Falcons, Seahawks, they all have the same record as the Rams, but as of right now, the Rams would have the tiebreaker as the last seed. So that's just current. I know uh, I know it's too early in the season, but it's fun to do sometimes anyway, just for fun. So uh, and if I and if the two plays the seven, three plays the six. Four plays the five. The Vikings would host the Rams in the first round currently. And they would lose. I'm not so sure about that. Why? The Rams have their own struggles. I mean, I think it would be, I think it would be a good game, but at home in a playoff atmosphere, I think they could beat them. But again, this is early in the season. A lot of things have got changed between now and the end of the season. So. Yeah. Tampa Bay would play Dallas, and San Francisco would play the Giants. So, There's a, I think the Eagles are very good this year. I don't, I don't know if they're gonna stay undefeated this year. Would it, would it shock me if they went undefeated, undefeated uh, for the entire season? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me because right now. Oh, you're talking about the Eagles. Yeah, I'm talking about the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are playing very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am curious who they play the rest of the year, and I'm gonna pull that up. Uh, it's obviously hard to go undefeated. Yeah, but they play. Uh, they play the Texans, or they play the Steelers. That's winnable. They play the Texans. That's winnable. They play Washington. That's winnable. They play at the Colts. Home against Green Bay, which it'll depend how Green Bay is playing at that point. Um, home against the Titans at the Giants. That could be a good game towards the end of the year. Um, at the Bears, at Cowboys. Home against the Saints, and then they end home against the Giants. So. My guess is with the Giants also being good um, and the Cowboys being decent, my guess is they aren't going to go undefeated, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Would it shock me if they went all the way to the Super Bowl and they won it? It would because I don't think that they can make it all the way there. Who do you think uh, has a better chance than them in the NFC? It's it's a dumb question, Elijah. Uh, I'm going with my Packers. Well, as of now, they won't even be in the playoffs. So, um, I mean, I I'm not saying I won't change. I'm just saying as of now, they're a, you know, one are three and three. Yeah. If if uh, the Packers don't make the playoffs this year, then I'm pretty sure that. San Francisco might make it all the way, and that would just be on their 
that just be because they're playing very well and because Christian McCaffrey is healthy and their defense is playing well too. I don't see the Vikings making the Super Bowl. I don't. No, anything can happen. Um, I think uh, I think they could make a run in the playoffs. I'm not going to say right now. I think they'll be in the Super Bowl. They have a lot to work on, but they are a good enough team and have found a way to win some of these close games. Finally, that they didn't under Zimmer, but I think they could at least make a run. But there are some good teams in the NFC, no doubt. Whoever makes it is going to have their work cut out for them. Um, even though. Yeah, whoever makes it is going to have their work cut out for them. Uh, Philadelphia, as of now, would be my favorite to go to the Super Bowl, like, just because they're undefeated. Um, the Giants could make a run. Vikings could make a run. 49ers adding McCaffrey definitely could make a run combined with their defense. I mean, in my opinion, there's four or five teams you could say right now that you could see them making it, whether they do or not, but you could at least see them making it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. So. All right. Well, you got anything else for this week? No, I don't. I just know my Packers are going to win today. They're at noon, right? Yes. Yeah. And they play, and they play t- Tyler or Taylor Heineke or whatever his name is. Yeah. Because Carson Wentz is out. Yeah, Heineke's all right, but Green Bay should win, um, get back on track. But you never know. Um, if if they lose today, I'd definitely be worried if I was you, though, because that would be four losses and three in a row. And, you know, last week you were talking about how they hadn't even lost two in a row under LeFleur. Well, that changed. So maybe, and we'll see if they make it three in a row or not. So I don't, I don't think they're gonna make it three in a row. Yeah. I think Aaron, oh. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna play lights out today, and our offense is gonna be playing on all cylinders because we got Sammy Watkins back today. Which I think he's playing. I know he's. I know he's activated. I just don't know if he's playing today or not. Yeah. It sucks that Randall Cobb's going to be out for a few weeks, but I don't think that's going to hurt us because before Stanley Watkins went down with his injury, I, Stanley Watkins was playing very well. 90 yards in his in the game that he got hurt, very good. Yep. That's about it. <laughs> right. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll, we'll talk again next week, hopefully, and uh, have a good Sunday. I probably won't be able to watch any games till tonight because we're going to be in Elberly, uh carving pumpkins with the family or with my in-laws. So uh, I probably won't see anything till tonight, but I'll check my phone every so often. So. Uh, and since you'll actually be watching the Packer game, if you want to, I'm not saying I'll respond every time because I'm with family, but feel free to update me on the game, you know, how it's going, how they're looking, et cetera, if you want. 
Oh, I, I probably will. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Colton. You're welcome. Thanks Have for having me. Yep, you bet. Always, uh, always good having you on. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right, I hope you enjoyed the show, and thanks as always for listening. Have a great Sunday, and enjoy this beautiful fall weather.